Ponderous Ponderings podcast. It is a joy to have you back with us to pause, ponder, and project once again. Jim takes a look at our life, our course, and our ministry. So I turn the mic over to the host, Jim Poitras, for him to expound on today's subject matter. Hello, everybody. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings Podcast. You know the drill. It's the place. It's the podcast where we pause, we ponder, and we project. I trust that your week is going well. I trust that your day is going well. And now it's time to just sit back and listen and take a little bit of an inventory of the three phrases for the daily climb. Acts chapter 20, verse number 24. Most of you that know me know that the book of Acts is my favorite book in the Bible. Acts chapter 20, verse number 24, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. As I read that verse in Acts chapter 20, verse number 24, there are three particular phrases that I note, and these are three phrases for our daily climb. The phrases are, my life, my course, my ministry. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry, it's my ministry, which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the grace or the gospel of the grace of God. Warren Wiersbe is one of my favorite writers. He's a fabulous writer, and reading through his classic entitled, The Bumps Are What We Climb On. The Bumps Are What You Climb On. Uh, There was a chapter in that book called How to Keep Going that really grabbed my attention, and it provides the seed thought for this podcast episode today. In looking at the Apostle Paul, he did not count his life of any value. What he did value was to finish his course and his ministry. And that's why he looked very closely at his life, his course, and his ministry. Those are three phrases for your daily climb, my friend, on the Poitras Ponderings podcast. My life, my course, my ministry. My life. We all know that we have just one life to live. Warren Wiersbe says his life was not a treasure for him to guard. Speaking about the Apostle Paul, his life was not a treasure for him to guard. It was a treasure for him to invest. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, you've heard me quoted on this podcast before. But the Apostle Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is but your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove it is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Another translation, probably a paraphrase, says this, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. 
Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. We all know that God has a plan for our lives. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for my life. It's time for us to conform to the plan, to run to the plan that he has for us, and to live it. And that requires daily pulling ourselves onto the altar of sacrifice and surrendering our lives for his ultimate and highest purpose for us. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse number 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Their plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has great plans for us. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned, so it will be. And as I have purpose, so it will stand. Isaiah chapter 14 Verse number 24, and that is the New International Version. My life, the second point in the daily climb, is my course. When you think about the word course, it actually speaks about life's race. You and I are assigned our track, our own track, in this race that we are running in. It's a special lane that's prepared for us. Warren Wiersbe said, the important thing is that we obey the rules, keeping, keep running for the prize and stay in the correct lane. And I believe that that was Paul's aspiration. That is my aspiration as well, to run well. He kept his eyes on the race. It's true that there could be obstacles that will come our way. No one has promised that the race is going to be easy. In fact, the word race comes from a word that means agony. So the race, it's tough, but it's well worth it. And we can make it. And there are patriarchs of old that are cheering us on. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number one, the New Living Translation. So give it all you've got. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 27. That comes from the message. The Amplified Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. I used to have a bit of a problem with that particular verse because I'm competitive. I like to play to win. If I can't win, I don't really want to play. 
And this verse is telling me that everybody runs the race, everybody competes in that race, but there's only one that receives the prize. And here's the secret to that. Yes, we do all run the race, but each one of us, we have our own race, our own lane that is prepared for us, and the Lord wants us to win that race, and we can do it in Jesus' name. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. So we're not in competition with anyone else. We are only trying to better ourselves. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm just trying to be better than myself. So it's my life. It's my course. And last, it's my ministry. Each one of us, the Lord has given us a purpose. The Lord has given us a vision. We are to make jam-packed proof of our ministry. God has placed us in the body of Christ. There is strength in unity and in our diversity. He has given us different talents, giftings, and ministries. And we are not called to compete with one another. We are called to complete one another. And we need to use those talents for God's glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 to 16, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. We don't usually think of words like hazards or addictions in a positive light. Uh, but this particular verse that I've read for you, actually two verses, it's upbeat, it's healthy, it's productive because an addiction is when the body is in a state where it depends on something for its normal functioning. The body cannot cope without the substance and goes into withdrawal. We are dependent upon ministry. God has called us to do ministry. We are following God's will and his word in ministry. He is our daily sustenance. He supplies our needs. That's why when witnessing to the Samaritan woman, Jesus rejected the food from his disciples and explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing the work. John chapter 4, verse 34, NLT. It was the food that kept him going. The food of doing God's will. He was addicted to fulfilling God's mission in his life. So we can also be addicted to God's word and to ministry. I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job chapter 23, verse number 12. Wrapping up this Poitras Ponderings podcast episode. Warren Wiersbe concluded in his particular chapter in his book, My Life, My Course, My Ministry. It would be good to repeat those three phrases at the beginning of each day, for they help us take inventory of our spiritual experience. So let's review. It's my life. Wiersbe says that that is my gift from God. It's my course. And Wiersbe says that is my assignment from God. And it's my ministry. And Wiersbe said that is my gift back to God. My life, it's my gift from God. 
my course, it is my assignment from God. My ministry, it is my gift back to God. Take your life, your course, and your ministry, and I project you doing the absolute best that you possibly can with your life, your course, and your ministry until we meet again on the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause and we ponder, and yes, we project. God bless, praying for you. Jesus Christ. God bless.